Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics. Hello and welcome to this edition of Seder Stories. We have a very exciting edition of Seder Stories and I think one of our most exciting episodes so far because we can now finally preview some sports here in 2020. We are now joined by senior captain Logan Ferguson and head coach of the men's ice hockey team, David Berard. Guys, first of all, uh, everybody staying safe. And I know you guys have been on campus for a, a period of time as well um, already with the season uh, now almost a little under a month away. Um, everyone staying safe, staying healthy uh, during this during this time as well? Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, our guys have... Uh been been health uh very health conscious and uh we've been covid free and uh we're just kind of going about our work to train obviously we have a lot of protocols that we're following and making sure that we're staying healthy for ourselves and each other but the guys have been really diligent and then following the protocols we have in place and so far it's working really well yeah i uh i definitely agree with what coach said um I know guys are just really happy to, to even be able to, to skate and practice with so much going on and seeing a lot of other teams and leagues not being able to play. So a um, couple, a couple masks here and there and, and a couple lines on the floor at the heart center is nothing for us. Cause uh, we're, we're just really happy to be out there with the guys and, and doing what we love. And Logan, I want to start with you. Cause I think this has been something that, you know, has been a crazy time for everybody and, and everyone's, you know, kind of really had to adjust to the way things have had to be on campus. Uh, I know you guys have a lot of protocols, whether it comes to, you know, how you guys are able to eat in, in the dining halls and all these other things um, that are going on. How, as a captain, have you been able to, you know, kind of take a leadership role in that sense and, and kind of you know, make sure that the guys are following these protocols and continuing to to do everything that they need to do uh, to stay safe and healthy so you guys can have a season. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a bit of a challenge here and there. But, I mean, with the guys we have and, and the, the guys uh, coaches have recruited, I mean, it hasn't been a problem at all um, telling them to be safe and, and do the right thing. So, um, like I said, just knowing that if we stay safe, we'll be able to play and, and do what we love. It's It really doesn't – it really doesn't – matter much because because we know we can do it and um guys have been really good about it i mean we've been really smart as a group and and hopefully we can stay safe and, and guys will uh will keep doing what we're doing because i think we've done a great job so far and coach you mentioned some of the different protocols that you guys have had to go through uh through this time since being back on campus what are some of the necessary steps that holy cross has, has taken um, to keep uh, everyone safe and healthy, uh, not only in your locker room, but just kind of all over campus as well? Well, it's been a pretty comprehensive approach since we got back in, in August. You know, the first thing you have to do is everyone uh, downloads an app. It's a one medical app. And basically you have to get a, a badge every day. So uh, before you come in, you got to do like a symptom check and, and answer a few questions. And after you do that, you get a badge. And that that badge, if it's green, which is good, uh, get you into the heart center. As Furry mentioned, when you get into the heart center, there's different entrances and exits and lines on the floor and traffic patterns that you have to follow. Um, and then, you know, from our team perspective, uh, our guys get tested twice per week. 
Um, so guys are in the testing protocol, which has been fairly easy. It takes up literally about 30 seconds to actually administer the test. Uh, you get your results back within a day. So we know pretty quickly if guys are negative and, and uh, what the results are. And then from a team perspective, you know, we've had to um, just kind of progress through protocol since we started skating. So we started skating and I think September 10th was our first official day on the ice. And, you know, two weeks of small groups, um, you know, like six to eight guys in a group um, for a couple of weeks. Then we progressed to split groups, so split teams. So we had half the team on the ice um, at a time uh, for a couple of weeks. And then now we're into full team practice. Um, and through every step along the way, um, you know, the physicality and engagement kind of increased as well. Um, and we've been pretty thoughtful and mindful of the fact that, you know, maybe the training in the summer and in the fall was affected by the pandemic and the guys being able to get to the gym and do the things that they normally do. So we've kind of taken it a little bit slower. Now we're building up. Now that we're on the ice as a team, we're starting to build up more days. So we started with three days a week of practice as a full team. Then we went to four days a week. You know, this week will be six days a week. And then by next week, we'll be practicing, you know, six full days and getting ready because when we get to the season, we're practicing Monday through Thursday and then we're playing on Friday and Saturday. So we want to uh, be thoughtful in not giving the guys too much. But now we're getting to a point where we're in our 20 hour segment with the NCAA and now we're starting to build up to game intensity and uh, all along the way the guys have been handling it really well and and um, it's been good you know we've we've had to make some locker room modifications um, we have three different locker rooms that we're using in the heart center uh, with small groups of guys in each so we have eight or nine in each locker room um, to just kind of mitigate you know the potential spread if there is any uh, guys have to wear masks on the ice for practice. Guys are wearing masks uh, working out. Guys wear masks in the locker rooms. Anywhere they're in the heart center, they got a mask on. So there are protocols that are different, that are unique to this time. But to Fergie's point, I think the motivation to stay healthy, the motivation to make good decisions, all are based on the desire our guys have to play hockey. And if we're going to play, then we have to stay safe. The way to stay safe is you follow the protocols and you wear a mask. So uh, our guys have, uh, we've seen from a coaching perspective uh, where our guys' motivations lie because they've been able to adhere to the rules and, and stay COVID free. So it's been, it's been really positive at this point. And Logan, Coach Berard mentioned it. You guys have had a bit of a different preseason to past years. And like you said, you know, you guys were, were only practicing with a certain number of people on the ice. And now you're kind of finally able to get back into the swing of, of having those full team practices and having that mentality. What is, has that whole process been like for you uh, from a player's perspective of, of having that process where it didn't start out as, you know, everybody on the ice all at once, uh, but just kind of in small groups and working your way towards that ultimate goal? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been different than past years, but I mean, this entire situation since March has been different for everyone. So I think we're all working through it together and, and the coaches and, and the staff at the Heart Center have done a really great job of, of easing us into everything. And, um, and also the team has, has done a great job of easing into it as well. So um, it's been really fun to, to just kind of experience sort of this new this new era with the guys and, and go through it. I think it's, it's built us as a team even, even more and we're bonding over it. So um, it's been really fun. I mean, I'm enjoying uh, the process we're going through and, and 
hopefully uh, we're able to have a good safe season along with it. So it's, it's been good. We talked about Holy Cross and all the safety precautions that they're taking. Atlantic Hockey also taking some precautionary measures as well, and they've split up uh, Atlantic Hockey this year into pods. Uh, so, Coach, for you, you'll get to see a couple of teams more often maybe than, uh, than you normally would, and uh, some teams you won't see at all um, until a, a postseason tournament. What's that going to be like? And, and just kind of explain the pod situation, how that's sort of split up. So I, I'm, I happen to be on a return to play committee uh, with the league along with Nick Smith uh, from Holy Cross. And, you know, a big, a big part of getting back to playing and, and actually creating a schedule was to try to eliminate overnight trips, try to eliminate any air travel um, and long bus trips. So, so the way our league is set up, even though it's really spread out, um, with the exception of Air Force, you do have an Eastern and a Western pod. So um, I wouldn't say that the Western pod is necessarily as close as some of the teams are out East, but most of the teams are within like two hours of each other. So I, it, what's happened is we've created this, this pod system. And so the Western teams will play each other five times each and we'll play the Eastern teams five times each that'll give us 20 games and then where air force fits into it is this year going into the year there were teams that were going to go out to air force and there were teams where air force was going to visit them so we happen to be on uh, the good side of that where air force was coming to us so they'll be traveling to us for a two game uh, back-to-back weekend which is which is the only uh, series that we have like that in the regular season and then Long Island University, who is um, new to college hockey this year, um, we're going to have a scheduling agreement with them. And, and it's really just to give us games. They're not going to – the games against them are not going to count in our standings. The game – they are not going to be in our league playoffs. But it's going to give every team in our league the opportunity to play two more games. Um, at the time, we just were struggling to um, – try to get to as close to 34 games as we could, which is a normal regular season. So that gives, gives us two more. So we'll have 24 regular season games. Um, and to your point, we won't play any of the Western pod until we get to the playoffs. Um, so AIC, Bentley, Sacred Heart, um, and Army will play five times each for 20 games, two games against the Air Force, 22 two games against LIU 24. So that'll be our kind of 24 quote unquote league games. And then we've also um, have the opportunity to play four non-league games. So tentatively right now we have two games against Union, which is an up and back trip and two games against Quinnipiac, which is also up and back. So the, the whole purpose of it was to try to eliminate long bus trips, eliminate overnight stays, eliminate plane travel if possible. And that was the rationale behind it. And then, you know, as I told the guys, if we can get to a point where we play 28 regular season games uh, with the schedule we have in place, the normal year is 34, we're really not that far off. And then if we get to a full playoff season, uh, which is what we now have planned, at the end of it, it's going to look pretty similar, um, albeit with an asterisk next to it with all the protocols and everything we've gone through with a later start, a month later start than what we usually have. Um, we will end up in a pretty good spot, I think, by the end of the year. So it's exciting and it gives, gives our guys and, and our staff something to really shoot for. 
Now, I think we, we dove into a lot of the protocols and obviously all the safety measures that, um, you know, we've, we've had to see through these past couple of months to get you guys back on the ice. But let's dive right into what, you know, we're all excited for, which is finally getting back on the ice and, and finally getting that opportunity to see you guys, uh, you know, out there. And I'll start with you, Logan, from all the practices and everything that, that you guys have had so far, what are you most excited about for this team uh, going onto the ice this year in, like Coach has said, a, kind of a strange year and, and a little bit different from, uh, from years past? Well, I really like our group this year. I think um, all three aspects, our forwards, our D and our goalies have, have really developed. And, and I think this is, we're ready to win. Like this is, this is a huge year for us. And um, I think we look great up front. I mean, obviously we got, we have a lot of experience in scoring up front and, and um, a lot, a lot of skills. So scoring is going to be a, a big, a big focus for us this year. We've been, we've been working on it a lot in practice and, and on the back end as well. I, I mean, we have, we have a lot of experience back there as well. I, I mean, Slicker's going to be leading the charge back there and, and we're excited to see what, what he can do with, with the rest of the decor back there. And, and I think our goalies as well in, in uh, as far as Eric Gordon and Matt Radomski both have been looking great in practice. So um, them as a tandem will, will, will look great. And we've had a uh, third goalie, Matt Coughlin come in um, when uh, earlier this year, and, and he's been a great addition as well. He's got great character and, and, is he's everything you want in a third guy. So um, I think as a group, we've all, uh, we've all been working hard and then we're ready to go and we're just, we're dying to play. I mean, um, you can see it in practice, guys are, are really going after it and, and it's getting pretty intense. So, I mean, we're dying to play, like I said, and then we can't wait. And coach, you guys will open up the season against army. Uh, you know, I know we we've talked in the past a, a little bit about this army team and what they bring to the table, but what might be some challenges and some things that you guys, you know, think army can, can really bring, um, uh, you know, against you guys this year, but also some things that, that you guys th think you need to do well um, to, to get out those two wins to start the year. Yeah. Army is always a team that you, um, you have to be ready to play a full 60 minutes against or 65 minutes, depending on if it gets to overtime um, they're not going to, they're not going to quit. They're not going to stop working. I mean, that's kind of in their DNA as being a military academy. It's very similar to when you play Air Force. Um, you know, the, the one thing that is different with Army versus Air Force, I think Army's a little bit, a little bit more physical, a little bit grittier, a little bit, um, you know, kind of in your face. Um, and that's the type of game that you're going to have to be willing to play. You're going to have to be consistent and dialed in for 60 minutes, but you're gonna have to be ready to battle because they make you earn your earn your uh, spots on the ice. They make you earn uh, lanes to the net. You know they're gonna they're gonna um, try to close on you. They're gonna try to be physical, and you got to be ready to battle. And and that's as much as anything from an X and O perspective. When you play Army, uh, you have to have the mindset of being ready to battle and being ready to 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 get hit and to uh, to give it back, you know, so that's going to be a, a big point of emphasis for us as we start getting closer to playing them as we get to, you know, a couple weeks out, you know, we'll start really focusing on them and focusing on some of the things that they do. Uh, but they've been, you know, they've been one of the, you know, they were a top four team in our league last year. Um, we lost a couple of tight games with them. We've had some really good games uh, over the time I've been here against them. Um, and whenever we've had success, it, it, I think is when we've really played well for 60 minutes and we stuck to our game plan and we kept battling and we were physically ready to engage. And, and that's going to be 
uh, case in point again this year. They they lost, you know, they've lost some guys um, to graduation. They're going to, they kind of going through a little bit of a um, turnover in their roster. Um, so this year will be a little bit different than what we've seen the last couple of years as far as their personnel groups. But I think that's the one thing you can always expect is you're going to be in for a tight game and a physical game and a game that you're going to have to play, play well for 60 minutes. And I'll, I'll open up the floor to both of you for this final question. And, you know, whoever wants to start can, but in a year like this, and, and obviously there's so many things that have been going on team goals for this season. Do, do they kind of differ? Do they stay the same? And, and what might some of those be um, going into this year with, like we've mentioned a, a bit of a different preseason as before. Uh, I think, I think the goal and the approach, no matter what the situation is, is the same. And for us, it's, it's to win an Atlantic hockey championship and, um, and it's to play our best every game. I mean, for us, we, we approach the same way every game to play our best and to win. And it's as simple as that. We're going to do everything we can, whether we have to follow protocols or it's, or there's no pandemic. I mean, it doesn't matter to us. We, uh, we're working as hard as we can every day, day in and day out to, to be the best we can and, and, and win in the end. So that's, that's the goal stays the same for us. I, I think to, to add to that, um, obviously the, the end goal is to win a championship. I mean, I don't think anyone goes into a season hoping not to win a championship. Right. So like, that's our, that's our ultimate goal, but, but there's daily goals that we have um, for us and, and it's, stated simply it's to get better every day I mean we talk about that all the time that you know we want to be better today than we were yesterday you know whatever we're working on uh, whatever we're doing if we're doing you know a certain system and we did it yesterday we want to be better at it today we want to eliminate the mistakes that we made the day before and and continue to progress and move and that's in 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 simple sense that's uh, what we're trying to do but I think what this year does, you know, it is going to be a little bit different because we're not going to, we're not going to see the Western teams, you know, at all. And, and we're just going to play the Eastern team. So it's going to be a little bit different. You know, the Eastern pod is, was really good the last couple of years. I mean, AIC won the league two years in a row. Sacred Heart finished second, Army finished fourth, Bentley finished seventh. So, you know, some would argue that the Eastern pod, the teams that we're going to play is going to be harder than maybe the Western pod. Right. But I think it's all going to be, it's all going to shake down when you get to the playoffs and then you start kind of having that mixture of the East and the West. And it's going to make for, I think, a really exciting year. Um, so that'll be different. But then I also think, like, you don't know what's going to happen week to week. You know, it's not only us kind of worrying about staying healthy ourselves and doing what we need to do protocols, but it's also going to be who you're playing, who you just played, are they staying safe? Our game's going to get canceled because the team that you have upcoming, um, you know, has a kid pop for COVID and then they have to cancel the series. So then we have a week off. And then, so, you know, the, the, one of the, one of the things we've talked to the guys about since the summer is just staying, uh, staying flexible and adapting and, and um, being ready for change at a moment's notice, because that's exactly what could happen. So, you know, just staying, just keeping that mindset. And, you know, that's a mental toughness thing. That's, that's a resiliency kind of thing. And um, that's having really good leadership that we have 
this year and, and having guys bought into what we need to do. And, you know, if we have a couple of games canceled or a couple of weeks canceled, or, you know, we end up having a COVID case ourselves, like we just keep pushing through and uh, keep following the protocols we need to, to get back to playing. And um, so it, it'll be interesting Elijah, kind of looking back on this, you know, five months from now when it's all said and done, kind of what it looked like and kind of have that retrospect. But, you know, we're just trying to take it one day at a time with everything we have and and do everything we can do, make all the best decisions we can make to keep us healthy, keep us on the ice, keep us training and working towards the season. And then when we get to the season, just keep on doing those things. And, um, and then hopefully we end up having a great year and continue to get better and play our best hockey down the stretch and when we get in the playoffs. Well, I, I think I speak for, for everyone, not only uh, at Holy Cross, but in general, uh, fans of hockey, we're all excited to see college hockey make its return and to see Atlanta hockey, um, of course, uh, make its way to the Hart Center. So we really appreciate you guys taking the time out uh, today to talk with us, Logan Ferguson, head coach David Berard. Guys, really thank you for, uh, for taking the time today, and uh, hopefully you keep staying safe and healthy, and uh, we keep trending in the right direction to, to playing some more hockey. So um, that's the hope, and uh, thank you guys for taking the time out today. Thanks, Elijah. Thanks, Elijah. We'll be right back on Seder Stories. Run, roll, walk. Massachusetts is getting moving again. And UMass Memorial Healthcare is here to do our part. Push, pull. We're the region's leader in orthopedics with more doctors, more expertise, and more locations than anyone else. Stir, kick. Get moving again with UMass Memorial Healthcare's orthopedics experts. Jig, jog. Appointments available now. Call 855-UMASS-MD. Hello and Memorial welcome back Healthcare, to this edition of Cedar Stories. Of My name Cross is Elijah Athletics. Gonzalez and I'm pleased to be joined by members of the women's ice hockey team and the head coach, Katie LaChapelle. First uh, coach, thank you for joining us. And we're also joined by junior goalkeeper, Jada Brennan. Well, let's, let's start with this. I think everyone is excited. We just talked to the men's side, Logan Ferguson and, and head coach David Brard. Everyone is excited that we are talking about returning to play. We are talking about returning of Holy Cross Athletics. Uh, so for both of you, I just want to say thank you for joining us. And I, I guess I'll just open the floor to you guys on the excitement level um, of, you know, the return of hockey uh, to the Hill. Obviously, we're super pumped. We just had our first team practice a couple of weeks ago, and the energy was just through the roof. It was probably my favorite practice I've been a part of so far at the College of the Holy Cross. So, I mean, we're super pumped. Obviously, we don't have a schedule yet, but we're waiting every day for that announcement. And whenever it comes, we know we'll be ready. Yeah, as, uh, I'll, I'll echo what Jada said. You know, we've been here. It's been, I don't know, about eight weeks or seven weeks now. Um, and, uh, everybody's done a great job of adjusting to, uh, everything we, we have to do and keeping the focus in, in mind of, of why we're here and, um, you know, what we need to do to, to stay ready to play. So that's been awesome to see. Um, but I'll, uh, echo what Jada said in that first team practice, um, the energy level and the chatter and the chirping, uh, everything was kind of at an all time high. Uh, that day, which was awesome to see. You could definitely see an energy shift in everybody um, to be able to, to get back at it. So we're, like Jada said, we're just waiting, waiting, uh, hopefully for some announcement uh, soon here. Um, and uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of excitement, probably maybe a little bit more than that first team practice 
uh, on that day when we when we finally get the, that announcement. You both mentioned the excitement and, and you mentioned the challenges and differences. This was a, a couple of weeks ago. You guys were still in smaller groups and, and having to to practice in that ma manner. Uh, for both of you, I'll start with with you, coach. What has that been like and what's this preseason been like um, for you guys with all the safety protocols and all the measures? And if you want to jump in uh, to some of those safety measures as well. Yeah, so, um, you know, right from the start, it was the mask wearing. Uh, we have different changing pods in the locker room, you know, so we can only have a certain number in the locker room. And same thing on the ice. Um, I think I think Jada can probably attest to this. I think the first probably two weeks, the most they heard come out of my mouth was, you know, mask on your nose and stand six feet apart uh, to the point where I was starting to hate myself for having to say that so many times. Um, but, but, you know, just having the, the girls or the, the ladies figure out exactly what it's going to look like every day. And it, it was going to take some time because everybody was in different situations in their states, in their provinces, everybody was under different rules. So to get back here and, and have to get acclimated to what we were doing here, um, I think was probably cer certainly pretty tough um, on the, the young women and also all the Zoom calls for class. So they kind of got thrown into everything, but um, they've been they've been great in uh, learning the new uh, the new rules and the the new system with Coach Oliver in the weight room and warming up in the in the turf and then coming up to the weight room and I think we've got a, a pretty darn good system going uh, in that area um, as well and they're in and out pretty quickly. So um, as much as I think it's been pretty hard, I think th that it's also been great because they can be. Uh, around each other and, and playing hockey, um, you know, and it took us a while to get to the point where we could be in bigger groups, but we knew why we were doing it that way. Um, and, and we believed in it and uh, we're, we're still able to, to practice. And now we've got the whole group out there. Yeah. I mean, obviously we lose the locker room aspect, which is tough. You ask any hockey player and they'll just say like the locker room is probably one of their favorite parts of the game. Just asking your teammates how their day was and just like chirping around in the locker room. But I mean, coming from back from Buffalo, all the rinks were closed and all the gyms were closed this whole summer. So it was definitely nice to get back into like the swing of things, even though it was small groups, being back in the weight room, being back with at least some of your teammates, it just gave you some sort of normalcy. And then definitely once we were able to practice as a team, it was great. That's why the energy was so high because we just hadn't done it in so long. Um, and there's a lot of rules and it was definitely tough at the beginning to follow them all. But now that we've kind of gotten the into the hang of things it's it's kind of just coming into place and we all know we're here for a reason so um it's gotten a lot easier I would definitely say and we talk about all the safety measures that you've all you all had to go through uh through this time but I want to get into the hockey and and getting you all back on the ice and coach I'll start with you the improvement from year one to year two for you all was, was really immense and, and fun to watch. A couple of big wins at, at, at the Heart Center for, for your team and your program. Um, what is that looking like? And moving into this year, what do, you, what do you think the biggest improvement for your program uh, could possibly be coming into this season as well? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, for us, um, just the continued confidence level. I, I think last year that was a, a big piece of it um, is, is the confidence, uh, you know, when we were out there playing and I mean, our, our group works harder than any, probably any team I've ever coached um, just, just in practice and games. 
Um, everybody, you know, is behind each other. They believe in each other. They believe in what we're trying to do. Um, everybody bought into what we were trying to do and just took everything, um, took everything and just kind of ran with it uh, last year. And, and we expect the same this year, but we know the expectations are a little higher. So, you know, we've got where we were last year and we've got to take a step up. Um, obviously it's going to be really different, right? Like, like the last, you know, people were on different training regimens in the summer. Some people were able to train and go to a gym and some people were, you know, you know, doing uh, bicep curls with cans of soup. So, um, you know, we've had this time, this last, you know, these last few months or these last, you know, six, seven weeks to be able to get ourselves back to where we need to be. Um, and now getting ourselves going again on the ice. So, um, I know we're, we're excited. We're looking forward to, to take another step. Um, and that comes with the leadership of, of, you know, the Jada's class and the senior class, um, just continue to keep taking ownership and pushing, uh, continue to push the younger, uh, the younger teammates, um, and, and just continue to, to grow that way and, uh, buy into the systems that we're doing and, and the work ethic that we need to have. Jada, we talk about improvements and you had a, a big jump, uh, in, in your, uh, performance in net, what allowed you to have so much success uh, last year? And what do you think the key is to continue to moving that forward? Yeah, I would definitely say just gaining experience at the next level. I mean, obviously from high school and junior hockey to college, it's a big jump in the speed, skill, just every aspect of the game. So um, I was lucky enough my freshman year to get some game experience and learn from Gigi and compete with her every day. So um, just being able to learn the game at a higher speed and have that experience. I took that into my um, summer training after my freshman year and really just focused on the confidence, playing big in the net, staying calm under pressure, um, and just like taking my game to the next level and running with it. So I would definitely attest it to just experience the next level. Coach, you talked about leadership. What do the captains uh, that you have for this season bring to the table in regards to that leadership? I know you mentioned not only the captains, but even going down the list uh, of, of players that you have returning, but what do they bring to the table that you think is going to help this team this year? Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, Jada kind of just hit the nail on the head when she talks about experience. Um, you know, the, the three captains um, with Carly and, and Gigi and Tones, um, they're all a little different. And so I think they, they can really connect to everybody on the team uh, in their own way, which is huge to have that. They're not all the same. Um, so to, for them to be able to have that connection and um, have those conversations, but they know what our expectations are. Um, you know, Gigi and Antonia, I, I, I got here the same time they did. Um, and have just seen them, them grow in that whole senior class, uh, grow over those past, over these past three, four years, just a change of, um, really everything, uh, kind of in this program. Um, and they've taken it and, uh, and, and kept wanting more and, um, you know, Carly and, and Jada and the rest of their class, um, really helped propel our, our program forward. Um, and I think the same thing happened with our, our sophomore class. And I anticipate and I expect the same thing out of uh, the young ladies that we have as freshmen right now. Um, but, but that leadership, you know, the leadership, the captains and just the, the whole team, everybody takes, um, you know, really takes ownership of themselves 
um, and they know what they need to do. We don't have to police the team for little ticky tacky things. Everybody knows what's expected and, and knows what it takes. Um, and they do things the right way because they want to get better. Um, you know, we want to make playoffs this year. Um, that that's our goal. Obviously, everybody wants to win every year, but we want we moved up one spot last year. We want we know we got to move up one more spot, uh, and that's in everybody's minds. It's been in everybody's minds since season ended last year because we weren't that far off. Um, if we had maybe turned a couple of those ties uh, into wins, um, and and that's the goal this year. We got to keep you know doing what we did um, with with some of the the teams. You know, we we were. Had had good uh, good games with Merrimack, good games with Vermont, good series, but a couple other series that we had where we could have taken a tie uh, and turned that into a win would have made all the difference. Jada, I think another interesting component of all of this is this was not a typical offseason for you or your teammates or anybody. I know Zoom that we're on right now has been a lot of the communication for a lot of different people. Of course, Holy Cross is having classes uh, over Zoom as well. From a, a, I guess, veteran standpoint, what's the key for getting freshmen and even some sophomores that, you know, during a regular season and a regular off season, you would be able to kind of mentor them and just continue to, to grow as a unit. But you guys sometimes have to do things a lot differently. How is that impact a huge impact for you having to maybe do that virtually with your teammates or, or just in general, uh, you know, having to take that leadership role when maybe the whole group and that whole unit can't be together uh, as they are. Like we talked about, you know, being in the locker room and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, so I discussed it earlier. One of my favorite aspects of hockey is just being in the locker room and talking with your team. But I mean, to comrade that, we did have a couple Zooms with our coaches and without our coaches, just getting to know each other, getting to know the freshmen, because it is such a tough time for them to come in. Um, but I do think we have good team camaraderie right now through all the grades, um, just because we do have to make that extra step to communicate which, I mean, it is a downside, but at the same time, it is a positive because I feel like we're also making that extra effort to talk to each other. Um, and just for training-wise, I also discussed earlier how the rinks were closed in Buffalo and the gyms were closed in Buffalo. So we did have like a buddy system, just keeping each other um, accountable to make sure we were doing our workouts at home. And we had little spreadsheets just to like track what we were doing. So it really is just about keeping each other accountable. And coach, I'll toss this this final question as we start to wrap up this segment um, over to you. We've talked a little bit about some of the younger players that are, are coming in and stepping into this program. And of course, having that leadership uh, from the, the veterans and the juniors and seniors that you have uh, on this roster, from your program standpoint, are, are you excited about the, the young freshmen and the new class that has come in to kind of continue what we've seen from your program over these last couple of years, which has just been improvement after improvement. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think we got a, a fantastic group. Um, you know, the six of them that are, that are coming in Grace, Lily, Via, Millie, Bryn and, and Maddie Beck. Um, you know, we, we do expect, um, we, we expect, well, we expected our group to kind of take them under their wing and, and like Jada alluded to, it's so hard uh, to, to do it over zoom, but I, I do think, um, you know, finding some silver linings. Um, I think our group has had, you had to work harder to get to know people. Um, and I think that just brings everybody a little closer together. One of our uh, biggest things is just being a great teammate. 
And I think that's something that we certainly have on our team. And when you can bring in a group of, uh, of new players, whether it's freshmen or transfer, and you bring in a group of new players, um, and right from the, right from the start, they feel accepted. They, they play, they can play at their best. Um, if, if you're feeling maybe a little off or, um, you're already nervous, right. Coming in. So if you're feeling, if you're feeling like people have got your back and you've got teammates that have your back and they want what's best for you, because that's, what's best for the team. Um, I think it only helps performance. And I think we've seen that already just in, in the practices that we've had, like everybody's playing pretty loose. Everybody's playing, um, you know, pretty calm and confident in that, that right there is a testament to the older, uh, the older group, making sure that they felt welcome and they felt um, able to come in and just be themselves when, when they started going. So that's only going to help when we can finally put, put some jerseys on here and, uh, and play another team here and, and get ourselves going in a game. Well, I, I think I speak for everyone and hockey fans and, and, uh, you know, obviously the Holy Cross fan base that we are super excited and hoping to get you guys back on the ice as soon as possible. I know that, you know, we all got to spend a day on the ice with Jada through, uh, through one of the mic'd ups that we did um, earlier this, uh, earlier during, during this year. I guess the final question I'll toss to both of you and Jada, you can start. Did you guys pick up any new hobbies in, in or you all pick up any new hobbies in quarantine that, um, you know, you, you were able to do or watch any shows, anything that kind of kept you preoccupied with some of the time that, that you had off, unfortunately? Yeah, we had lots of time to start up new hobbies. Uh, I watched the full uh, series of Breaking Bad, so that was fun. Definitely Great recommend show. that. Yeah, yeah um, I also picked up painting. I've just been painting a lot of things, so yeah. Anything in particular that's your favorite thing to paint so far? Um, I painted a set of cornhole, which was pretty fun. Okay, yeah. okay. Coach, any anything in particular that... Uh, that you were able to, to take up over the, over the time? Not, not really. Um, I, I'm an expert calendar and schedule maker uh, at this point, because we've had to change schedules and calendars so many times. Uh, but I, I actually, I've, um, I got three nephews, they're 13, uh, 10, and, or 13, 9, and 8. Um, and they, um, for me to stay kind of connected to them, they don't want, you know, to talk on the phone with their aunt, but when you're, when you're playing like Mario Kart or something, uh, they, they like that. So I ended up getting a, a switch pretty early on. And for probably about a month and a half straight, we had, uh, we had almost daily, um, daily, uh, uh, FaceTimes where we would play against each other, but chat. So that was actually kind of fun. I'm real close with my nephews, but um, to get them to sit still for an hour and, and talk to you um, was was kind of neat to be able to take that step back and uh, be able to do it that way. So I, I think I helped my sister and brother-in-law out too. I was babysitting for an hour uh, and they could do some other things, but that's about it. I wouldn't say I'm any good at Mario Kart, but uh, I actually know how to play it now and I know how to turn on a switch. Um, so that's All right. Well, so Jada, I guess that's something too. So watch out if you guys ever, if y'all ever play Mario Kart, uh, we know that, uh, that <laughs> coach Katie LaChapelle is, uh, is getting better improving. I would say, is that, yeah. is that where we're at? We're, we're yeah. improving. So I think that's, that's, that's all, all we can ask for. But, uh, but first off, we thank you both for coming on to our, our, our show here and on Seder stories. And, um, again, I think we are all extremely excited to get you all back on the ice and, uh, and return uh, to play here soon. Perfect. Thanks, Elijah. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. We want to thank all of you who took the time to listen to this episode of Seder Stories. 
And for our entire crew, I'm Elijah Gonzalez signing off. We'll catch you next time on Seder Stories. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!